I had issue with my Instagram account that um, it kept kicking me out of the account every time I opened the app. Yeah. And then I log in and it kicks the VA out. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. I've had, so yeah. had it myself. And I think you said that exact same thing to me is just be careful because when anyone's you know, when mm. on an interview, they're selling themselves as well. And I think the key thing with that is, well, for me, is getting rid of them fast. If you, mm. you know, they promise you the world, and then if something feels off straight away within the first week or two, I don't think it's you talk about it a lot as well. Is things are never going to get better. One of the best moments of my business career when last summer I went to the Maldives for four days and I didn't have my phone. Yeah, and I was like, it's the fucking weirdest thing in the world. So it's like, since I've been like an like entrepreneur, yeah. I've been like fucking not like on it all the time, or whatever. If you're an online coach looking to blow up your fitness business, we have an excellent example here of uh, someone who's literally done that. He has a fitness business doing over fifty thousand pounds a month. Has come from Leeds in the UK. Has a very nice accent, uh, <laughs> and we were just talking about how amazing Dubai is and to live in. So. If, that's the path you want to walk. Um, we're going to discuss how Adam's walked that path and where he's looking to go into in the future. So thank you very much for your time, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me, mate. Um, in terms of you first getting into online coaching, what would you say was the first starting point for you? Because I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, so online it was pretty strange when just COVID. I think that that pushed me because I was doing a boot camp in Leeds at the time. And yeah, that got shut down in lockdown one. And then... I just thought, oh, this is not going to last very long. We'll, you know, just chill out and it'll be all good. And then lockdown two happened. I was still kind of seeing people moving online, but not really kind of doing anything about it. And then I think by the third lockdown, I was just like, I need to go online now. And then as soon as I went online, just took off straight away pretty much. What um, first gave you the idea for it? Um, and were you afraid with the switch? I think, I wasn't afraid with the switch, but I think what gave me the idea was seeing a lot of people just doing it and doing really well well doing well you know I see people making five grand a month seven grand a month I'm like, fucking hell I'd love to do that online just off my laptop and you know a, you know, a few years later it's, it's a different story altogether. it's uh, I'm smiling because I distinctly remember maybe like 2018 like for context my parents live in Marbella I remember sitting outside on my like iPad someone had paid me 60 pounds for a coaching program <laughs> I might, might be before you heard that 2016 maybe and I was like this is fucking sick yeah. it's like I'm in Spain and people are paying me and I was like and that was like obviously quite early for a lot of people, but context is always interesting because you're, um, it depends what you're exposed to, right? And yeah. like initially, like you're like five to seven K a month, fucking sick. And like, and now like you see people doing that in like one cell, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where, particularly like we're sort of both from the UK, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, you're not exposed to huge success or like wealth or like, growing businesses you don't really understand what's possible right yeah exactly literally from from day one for me it was like i've made a grand this month online that's that's sick and then it's like oh, i've made two grand i've made three and then you're like start making five and like shit when's this gonna stop and then you know you can that whole world just opens up to you the more you i guess surround yourself with different people and people that are doing better to to open that up for you and um, quickly does that mic need to be moved forward and down a bit yeah. okay just move it down a little. sorry i'd move it a little bit lower down a bit yeah like hello? It's there gone a bit now. There you go. Perfect. Um, right, is it covering my face? No, that's, that's perfect. That's all right. Um, that's better, actually. I can see you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And what's interesting with that, though, what would you say was the biggest challenge you had initially? Um, I think the biggest challenge coming online for me was because I was running a boot camp already, so I could sell on the phone. I, could, and I knew a little bit about marketing, enough to get a, a few people to raise yeah. their hand to say they wanted to work with me. The biggest challenge for me was actually setting up the online platform. So I had five clients before I even had a true coach, <laughs> trainer, eyes, anything like that. I was like, just one day I'm gonna do this, reached out to all my ex-clients and said, look, I'm going online, this is how it works, do you want in? Let's jump on, a, jump on a quick phone call, sign five people up in one day. And then I was like, shit, how am I going to coach these people? And then sat down all night trying to figure out like true coach and how to set that up for the first time. So I think that was the m most tricky thing was just getting around the, my head around the tech side of it. And what you said there I love, and this is one of the biggest mistakes that most people make, is they spend way too fucking long making the program yeah. and then no one signs up. You yeah. want to sell it first, yeah. then figure out the fulfillment afterwards, right? And it's yeah. like... And I think, um, and, and you figure it out as you go along, right? Because it's not going to be perfect fit um, straight out the gate, but you build it the more income you get, the more clients you get, the more volume you get into the business, right? Yeah, I think I speak to so many friends who are wanting to do online and they think they have to have the perfect program and they have to have that all laid out first and all the systems before they even get a client. I think 
you need clients first and then you can figure that out you know blag that as you go until it until something gets good what you said there is um one of the words that i hear a lot and people say like oh i'm working on systems and i, I speak to people and they're like, like the business at the same point it was six seven months ago and i'm like what have you been doing like working on systems yeah. systems for fucking what yeah, like yeah. literally you just need a, some, something to coach them on a check-in form a loom account and that you know that's enough to get you to your first 10k month i would say yeah uh Calendly call booking link, yeah. a way to take a payment, and then a software like Kahuna's or True Coach or whatever to coach them on. Yeah. And right. then Loom. Literally, that's it. And you can do all that in two hours and then you set. So then, when you people, it makes me laugh because when people give you the say they've been led down the garden path of making systems for six months, it's like you're not running fucking Apple or Intel. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't need what systems. What systems have you actually been building? Yeah. Um, and I think one of the most important things I think I've learned in business is thinking what problem does this solve because i'll give an example we have a a data woman who works with us who's like called Amma, who's a genius who's like a super data nerd but i actually have to say to her sometimes like pretend i'm autistic and i can't deal with too many numbers yeah. I, I only need these six things all this other shit i don't want to see i just want these six things yeah and I put it on one screen so i can see it in one place because sometimes people like data and systems for the sake of it but it's like what decisions you're actually making with that or like what does the system actually do rather than like looking cool or sounding smart yeah yeah exactly so i think the key to anyone wanting to start is just start find someone to help and then figure out the rest in time you don't have to have that all done first that's a, a good question you mentioned in terms of finding someone to help um obviously you've worked with our mentorships before coming to us what would you say is the key things that you've looked for in terms of um people to help you grow if that makes sense i think it, for me looking into a mentor i would want to see that they've done well themselves and that i can like aspire to get to where they've been and also that they're helping other people at the same time so i think it's all you know you've gone about it quite a lot is i've done the thing i help other people do the thing and you know respectfully if no one's got those two things then why would you listen to them uh, and it's a bit like i give the analogy of like you wouldn't listen wouldn't take financial advice from someone who's broke and then also almost like if you i don't know you've got a leaky sink you don't call a carpenter you call a plumber right like yeah you call someone who's actually like done the thing you want to do and can fix the problem yeah um whereas a lot of the time i think there's people sometimes who the it's like that analogy it's almost like um those who can't do teach do you know what i mean yeah and i think that's yeah, almost yeah. what started to happen i think so many people get you know, probably not even full 50 clients and all of a sudden they think that, you know, they've had a 10K month, they think they know how to run a fitness business and then they want to teach other people. I think they see it as a quick quick money maker on the side as opposed to just get really good at the, the business side. If you've not even built your own team and your own business first, then how can you, you know, teach someone else? You can teach them to get to 40 clients, but beyond that, like you just teach them from theory rather than actual practice. And I think that's key is to be, have someone teaching you from practice I think uh, what you said there is the theory practice debate is and I'm sure you've seen this business so many times and like I'm like this is a really fucking good idea like this is fucking best idea ever to make loads of money I try it and it flops and it's awful yeah and then that's a lot of those and <laughs> um, and why that's a good thing is that like I talk a lot about like feedback loops right it's like okay that didn't work so like that's off the table and I often get people come to me with like these really elaborate strategies. I'm like, that won't work in a million fucking years. Like, yeah. I, know, I know it won't work and they won't believe me because someone else has told them they will. I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I think, oh, my mind's gone blank now, I was going to say. Yeah, the biggest thing uh, that, one of the biggest things that you help with is saying what not to do, mm -hmm. not just what to do. Because I think I called the other day and I was like, I don't know if it's do this or this or this. And you're like, don't do any of that. Just do more of what's already working for you. And then it just clears everything up really quick. But without you have been gone through that yourself and tried all the things that I was thinking about trying, then you wouldn't have been able to give me that, that advice. And uh, I'll, I'll give a good example. I remember when I first moved to Dubai, I was like a bit all over this place. My personal life I was going through a divorce and stuff. And I remember... I wrote, I'm going to find the photo. I've got, uh, I wrote like million dollars a month. I put like 15 <laughs> lead generation strategies. Yep. I hired someone to try and do everything at the same time. Like yep. 90 day email automations, webinars, YouTube ads, like TikTok ads, fucking everything. And it was like an absolute clusterfuck. Because yep. um, no matter how intelligent or hardworking or 
good you think you are. The, one of my favorite sayings is if like a, an idiot will beat a genius when a genius is split five ways and an idiot just focus on one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you're an idiot, but like, or, or me either, but it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You, business is a game of simplification rather than multiplication. And you now see this, that how like the level your business is at is that the bigger your business gets, the, the bigger the shiny object over here gets because 100%. you've got money, time, leverage. And, oh, fuck, I'll just do it. Yeah, 100%. Um, and what would be an example of that maybe that actually you've come across? A couple of examples for that for me. I think the first one is not to the level where you wanted to make a million a month and you try 15 different things. But when I first started out, like I had Instagram converting really, really well for me. And instead of just going all in on Instagram, I'm thinking, right, I need an email list. I need a Facebook group because you hear, you know, some people, someone's done well with it. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you're like, so you spend so much time trying to get this Facebook converting when Instagram already converting for you so so i think for me i wasted a lot of time trying to have multiple channels i know now multiple channels is probably important just from a risk side of things in case anything ever goes down but at the start definitely for me was trying to do all these channels and just doing them okay instead of just doing one and just going all in and getting better at that one that's the first thing the second one's this morning my, my friends was telling me that like um one of my friends was saying like oh i've just joined this course it's, it's an ads course blah 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 i was like Oh, and then I like you know it sounds interesting. I'm like, oh, tell me more about that. And then I'm like, no shiny object. And then just kind of what average? Uh, what was the strategy on the course? He uh, didn't tell me much about strategy. He just yeah. said, oh, I've just joined this course. And then you know it's like when you hear someone's yeah, yeah, joined yeah, yeah. something. And then I was like, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not even going to type the guy's name into the thing because I don't want to see it. I just want to. I know what I need to do, and I just need to focus on that. I'll, I'll give a, a weird example. Actually, I found helpful this. So I had issued my Instagram account that. Um, it kept kicking me out of the account every time I opened the app yeah. and then I log in and it kicks the VA out so I was like yeah. fuck it in the end, I was, similar, yeah. like, so in the end I was just like I'm just not I didn't go on my account for like seven weeks and then I had the same thing I haven't been on it for like last two three weeks and um, I then actually found that really useful because what's good is it stops you seeing anyone else's shit yeah because yeah, you're yeah. not getting distracted with like oh well he's doing that maybe I should try this type of stuff and um, the reality is we just need to do better of what we're doing rather than try and like reinvent the wheel and if Sam down the road says this ad strategy is working you don't know <laughs> what they've had to do to try and get that to work if that makes sense yeah exactly and same happened to me probably just before I joined you which if I'd have been with you wouldn't have happened but I joined the program which was ads focused as well different one to the one that my mate was talking about this morning but it was completely different funnel to what was already working for me and I already had the, the, the thing working but I decided I'll just do this other one it took me like two weeks to build it all out I was like literally like massive like funnel like follow-up automations absolutely everything as soon as i turned it on after like two days i was like this is shit compared to what i'm already doing so why have i just wasted too complicated probably right? yeah literally too, too much messing around and i think it just simple simple would be better on it just instagram and this was on facebook and the quality of the leads were terrible that were coming through because naturally i think facebook is probably a worse platform for time wasters than instagram and i'd spent two weeks and i'd probably spent four grand on that and then literally after two days of running it i was like just stop this then we had our call and yeah. I told you about it and you were like yeah just just do this one two things and that kind of got me to the next level straight away I think um, wh what you what I'm proud of you is from a mental point of view that you did there which is really difficult thing to do is cutting your losses yeah because uh, to tell another stupid business story I that same January when I was like trying to do 15 strategies, I, <laughs> I hired a tech team that I paid $70,000 yeah, and I let that fucking go on way too long um, because like I'd already put so much into it. I was like, oh, they'll, they'll sort themselves out, they'll sort themselves out, they'll sort themselves out. And eventually it's like the, we ended up hiring a VA who we paid like $5 an hour to do the same thing. What, what did you hire them for then? What were the, what was for that $70,000, um, what was the promise on that? Basically end? like setting up like messenger ad tracking with specific UTM okay. links and like, doing all the back-end tracking with every funnel, hot jar and everything, building all the funnels, like everything. And uh, the reality of it is this is probably one of the biggest lessons I say for anyone listening to this. As you grow your business, I actually put a post up this in my story today. One of the biggest things you need to understand is that no matter what business you're in, you're in a recruitment business, right? Because you need people yeah, fucking work for you, right? Done that. Yeah. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, fuck me, this is like the truest thing I've ever heard. And the higher, you, the bigger your business gets, the more that comes true because you have more people, right? Yeah. And, um, when I interviewed this guy, he'd worked on the fucking nuclear submarine for the Navy. He was jacked. He was, like, really well-spoken. I was, like, it came recommended from another, like, mastermind I also spent 50K on, which wasn't great. Um, okay. And, like, That's vetted expensive. by them. Yeah. And I was, like, 
this guy's gonna be fucking perfect. Like this guy's gonna like get us, gonna be like the advantage, right? Yeah. Um, and I interviewed him and then I said to everyone else how fucking great he was. So then what happens? Cognitive bias, they speak to him and like, Jason, this guy is fucking amazing because Charlie thinks he is and they're yeah. gonna believe whatever I say. And then we ended up hiring him. And then what was even worse is that after the first, I think it was the second month, he was like, oh, like there's so much work I need my team as well. So we ended up paying like another 7K a month to get the rest of his team yeah, on. Human, yeah. And then I was like, and then suddenly we were doing like 18 grand a month or whatever it was and that. And I was like, I don't know how many months we were in, but you know, and you're like, paying his knowledge really fast and I would never, it was an expensive mistake. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's better I made a $70,000 mistake now than a $700,000 mistake in two years' time yeah, or something. Yeah. And you'll see it coming now next time. Oh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, cool, it's a cool story. It's an expensive story. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why it's easy to say from a position of experience sometimes of like, and I didn't understand this before as well, is that when anyone's interviewing with you, they're selling themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I, I worked in sales and managed other businesses before, but I'd never really thought about that. Yeah, I had it myself, and I think you said that exact same thing to me. Is just be careful because when anyone's you know when mm. on an interview, they're selling themselves as well. And I think the key thing with that is, well, for me, is getting rid of them fast. If you mm. you know they promise you the world, and then if something feels off straight away within the first week or two, I don't think it's you talk about it a lot as well. Is things are never going to get better because you always have that gut feeling. Like, I don't know if you, you know ever, ever get it, but you you can. Like it just starts off small and you're like, hmm, something's a little bit off there or, or and then it'll just get bigger and bigger. And I think just as soon as you get that first feeling, you're usually always right. So just act upon that straight away. Um, and I think one of the big mistakes people are often, the bigger your business gets, like particularly the position you are now doing like significant numbers. Um, so huge kudos to you. Um, it's a different skill set that you need at that point and different skills you have to learn. It's literally like business acumen rather than like post more content, message more people, like which is what most people tell you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the real lessons get learned and the ability to have the hard conversations. Um, so like to give your partner, as an example, Leah, in terms of like she's had some conversations she's had to have in the business and like been given maybe poor advice previously in terms of structuring things. And I think one of the mistakes that see people make is they don't have the foundations in place correctly. And if yeah. it's off, then when it scales up, it's a fucking shit show, right? Yeah, and if you think it's bad now, imagine that. You know, Add a zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's just only gonna get worse. And I think for me, is definitely having the hard conversations was a hard thing for me as well, because I've not come from experience in doing that, but I just think the more you do it and the faster you do it is, is gonna pay off in the long run for you, but it is hard. That's probably one of the most difficult things for me about running the business is getting rid of Being people. The boss, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. That are just not performing. Because they're nice people at the end of the day, but at the same time is you need something done to a certain level if you want to get to the next level. And uh, this is some advice a friend gave me actually. And I I actually wrote on like my Trello board uh, for like personal development thing. It was like, um, don't let anyone sacrifice, don't let anyone stop you from achieving the, your goals and dreams because they're incompetent, basically. Because it's like, yeah, I like it. Like, because it's true, right? Because the people who aren't performing for you are literally holding you that back yeah. and they're pulling down the average of the people who work for you. So I'll give a good example, right? So um, we do a lot of like outbound phone dialing. And I think I mentioned this on the call last night. Uh, we have two new guys who've started, um, Gareth and Dave. And Gareth started on his first day. Our, our quota for outbound phone dialers is like 300 calls a day. He did 640 in a day. Wow. So you're like, fuck. So yeah. like the standard- has gone up now. Yeah, yeah. So like everyone, <laughs> everyone's looking around like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, so then Dave's come in and he's doing like 400 plus. Yeah. So like the standard is getting pushed up because of the people you bring into the team and then yeah. the culture um, to the point where we're like scaling and broken our calendars and we can't book more calls. It's now a new problem to fix. Yeah. And that, that's the merry-go-round, right? Exactly. And I think that was one of the big- like realizations for me when I joined you and I saw how your business was run is the people that are in there running it, like just how good they are. And I think, you know, it kind of made me realize like if I want to get to the next level, I need to step up and train people more because that's one thing that I was dropping the ball with, but also I need to get better at bringing the right people in for, for each job. And I think that was one big thing with you that I was really impressed with was just how slick everything mm. is, the whole operation. Appreciate that. I think, um, like my goal now is just try and hire people who are smarter than me. Yeah. Uh, at specific things. And 
uh, like, and it's one of the tasks I've d- done with you a lot. It's like the love and loathe thing, right? And I do that yeah. with myself a lot. It's like, what do I actually want to do? So if you get a piece of paper for anyone listening to this, you put a line down the middle of it, you put love top left, loathe top right. Everything you do every day has to go on one side or the other. So like, what do you like doing? What do you not like doing? Yeah. Inherently, the shit you don't like doing, you're probably not very good at anyway, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think one of the big things I remember for you, I think that really moved the needle was like pulling you a lot out of the fulfillment side of things yeah because you suddenly got a shitload of time back and like well, what do i do now yeah exactly i literally got a whole day a week back just by stepping back and training one of my team to kind of run the bits that i was doing with that and it it just freed us me up then to bring in you know an extra 10 15 more people each month than what we were bringing in because i was stuck in it and i think one big thing that i learned from you and one mistake that i was making was not delegating the things that were less than my kind of hourly rate if that makes sense i think one big thing what you said is work out roughly what your hourly rate is and anything under that just delegate it you know in the business and outside of the business so we have like a maid now who does the ironing you know the washing changes the bed everything just so that when we're working well when i say where me and alia um, on her business as well is um when we when we're we've got time we're spending it working or we're just spending it chilling we're not spending it doing like chores or Bullshit. yeah exactly and i think that's one big thing that massively helps because you get so much headspace back to to focus and i, I think and and the quote from you as well is you know it's, I, i'm gonna butcher it now um something about thinking rather than working you, okay, you yeah, can yeah, tell okay, me so, um, I think that one hit me a lot <laughs> so uh this is uh, actually i think i ripped this off eric thomas and it's uh rich people don't work they think yeah and um the more time I have to think, I'll give a, it's a sad example, but it's uh, it's like an example of a business problem, right? So like Corby unfortunately sadly passed away last week and that was obviously a big problem. I was suddenly like, fuck, like you need to try and solve this. Um, and so I literally like moved all the calls and shit out of my like, diary and literally I think I just went for a walk and just fucking sat someone just like pen and paper and just like fucking wrote and just thought, like, how can I solve this problem? Yeah. Um, because that's literally what you need to do. To like, it's literally just to think. And I think too many people are very reactive with their business rather than like literally just sit or like be in their own head of thinking of like, what's the thing holding me back? Um, mm-hmm. So very fortunate that we've now had Gavin McHale come on as a mindset coach and then um, Joe Marcuse is starting next week to do two group training calls a week Joe's fucking amazing he's helped me a lot in the past I've seen his stuff on Instagram but I've not worked with him or anything like that so I'm looking forward to Uh, to Joe's a G and uh, ironically they're both from the same town in Winnipeg and Canada Uh, and we've also got Jack from the sales team closing forces can do one to one training calls Um, but that's an example in terms of like a practical sense of like when shit hits the fan like you've got a problem there's like (laughs) no one's going to fucking solve this for you right so you need to sit down and think your way out of this Um, and you need time for that and mm. I think that's where getting rid of all those tasks you know chores and the you know the, the repetitive tasks within your business if you get all those off your plate you're going to get hours back straight away so I think again it's a really big thing that I think we just we implemented that straight away as soon as I joined and I think within like one or two weeks I was just so much time back and it felt good and uh this is the reality though right so like I said this to you I said to everyone is that the job is that your business works for you you don't work for it and how can you design your business so that it gives you the lifestyle you want? So, like, if you don't want to fucking coach people and don't do check-ins, then don't. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to do the fucking housekeeping, which I imagine you probably don't, then <laughs> pay someone else to do it, right? Um, and here in the you can get that done pretty cheap anyway, to be honest. So, <laughs> And I think that's um, understanding that that's when you really have a fucking awesome life. Because the way I look at it is either... I'm either working or I'm enjoying myself. Like, there's no yeah, like. But when you're working, bullshit. you're enjoying yourself most of the yeah, time. Yeah, because I enjoy the work. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Which a lot of people don't understand, but I think that's you know, if you enjoy what you're doing at the same time, it, it's, it's not work it, to me anyway. I, I enjoy kind of growing it and just trying to get to the next level and the ups and downs. Even though some days it's awful, you, you kind of like it in a weird way. Uh, what you just said to me then, I find amusing because it's the same. Because like. I'm almost like a kid where I like I want it to be broken so I can fix it, right? Yeah. And also, this is a part of self development um, that I spoke on a previous podcast with Alistair about that, like you often inherently on a lot of people almost cap their own growth 
because they're almost trying to prevent themselves from like going too fast and too big because they can't mentally handle it. Yeah. Um, like I, I see that a lot and respectfully one of our clients, he went from 15K to 40K a month and he started to lose his mind. He was like, in like three months, he was like, oh, I don't know if I could do the coaching anymore. I need to slow down. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this isn't overwhelming. I was like, overwhelming is you go from 40K to 15 again, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. we've all been there when your business dips, but you're like, fuck, yeah. like, that's context. Yeah, I think you, you need it to be a little bit overwhelming, mm. I think. And it's almost like sometimes you get that false sense of security where everything's been going well for a few weeks or you know even a couple of months and nothing's gone wrong, but you kind of know something's coming and you, yeah. you've got to be prepared for it. But also it's like in a weird way because you know it's coming, you, you kind of like, well, now I can, you know, it, I'm more fired up, but like, yeah. I, you know, I'll work a lot harder when shit's hitting the fan than when things are just, just going like ticking over nicely. Um, and I think... Business, you're always going to have, you're going to go from problem, you either have a problem or a crisis, right? So like, yeah. um, problem is like, I mean, client disputes and wants their money back. Crisis is your Instagram account's disabled or Stripe's disabled your account. Yeah. Um, and I think just understanding you're probably going to be cycling through that constantly is a uh, part and part of like being an entrepreneur and just knowing that that's okay. And I think a couple of things um, have happened to me and I've told you on Slack, yeah. shit, this has happened yeah. and you, the first thing you say, just chill happens all the time <laughs> yeah. and then uh, you know I'm stressing out and I'm like literally panicking and then I'm like you're just like I'll oh, just chill it'll be fine we'll sort it and I think just having you say just chill all of a sudden it's like oh okay it's, it's not that bad but if you've not got someone who that's happened to before in the past then you're just freaking out thinking shit you know the world's gonna end and that's it the business is gone uh, and that's why I say to you like there's no problem or like anyone that you could ever come across that I haven't had like I've had payment strike shut me down I've had PayPal problems, I've had Instagram account disabled, I've had ad accounts disabled, YouTube got disabled for a while, like fucking everything's yeah, been a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, staff leaving, staff passing away, like w like all types of random shit, right? And it's yeah. um, just understanding that you're going to have problems in business, but then yes, we're here to help you in terms of growing it, but it's also like when shit's the fan, you're like that's when it's really helpful, right? Yeah, exactly, because instead of panicking or making the wrong decision or whatever, you can take a step back and just be told, look, this is what happened to me, this is how I did it. And I think one thing what I like about you as well is no matter what's going wrong, I think when we were in Vegas, you said to me, oh, I can't get into my Instagram account. Yeah, yeah literally again. And I was like, fucking hell, you look quite chilled out to say that. And you just stood there chilled out. You're like, yeah, it's all right, I'll fix it later. And if that was me, I'd be like, you know, losing my mind. So I think like kind of learning from you that even if things go wrong, don't freak out and there's always a way you can fix it if you just take a step back and you've got the right advice, you know, being given um, to you. hundred percent. I think also that comes with experience because it's happened a lot to me. And I think that's why everything I'd say to you and to anyone else is that I've, from mistakes I've made and also knowing what can happen. And that's why, um, an important thing for anyone to do is what's called a SWOT analysis, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats for the business. Yeah. And if you literally like write that down, like what's your strength, what's your weakness, what's the opportunities where you can grow, what's the biggest threat? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, for probably for everyone, it's going to be the same, same things, right? Um, Instagram could disable you, Facebook could disable, they could disable your ad accounts, you could get payment blocked on LinkedIn, your payment gateway gets shut down, tax issues maybe legal issue potentially but I've never really seen that touch word um, they're probably the things that are really like and obviously like death but we're trying yeah. to avoid that one yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but after a certain run of the mill there's only a certain amount of problems you can have and once you've probably had them all like you know the way to navigate it right yeah so are you kind of planning out what they could be and then kind of figuring out yeah, a like little bit in advance what would I do if the worst happened I, I won't lie and say that I sit and plan out but in my head I know like that could okay happen. if all my payment gateways got shut down this is what I'm going to go and move and do instead yeah. this is like not ideal but it would work and we it's functioning yeah. right it's fine yeah. and then same in terms of like other social media platforms or like if Facebook disabled me or whatever which we never know this is why like podcasts can say whatever the fuck you like yeah. um, you just need to bear that in mind and I also think an important thing to understand is that something that works now might not work in two, three years time, which is why um, you need to be curious, but not reckless. And what do I mean by that is like, I'll give a good example. My friend Frank, who's doing a training mastermind tonight, yeah. is really, really bad at distracting me and being like, he said, I'll give you an example. He sent me a video this morning of like an AI software 
and you can basically get your like long format videos like this, like transcribe into any language you want. So like we could put this yeah. in Spanish and I'd be talking yeah. Spanish, you'd be talking Spanish and it was pretty fucking good. And he's like, you should translate all these into Spanish, everything you're doing, start running Spanish off. And I was like, <laughs> I was like and I started thinking, about it, I was like, no, like we've got yeah. way too much we need to do already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's an important thing of like, you need to be curious and look at stuff and be aware. But for me, one of the most important things to understand is like, I'm only looking for home runs. Like yeah. this definitely fucking works. I'll go and do it. Yeah. Like I know this system works in this business. I've seen loads of people do it. My friend's doing it. Hundred percent can be done. Then I'll do it. Yeah. But I'll give an example. Is like a a paid webinar in fitness. I don't know anyone who's done that successfully or recently. Yeah. Um, and Adam Powers ad company helping us really fucking amazing in terms of like just backing and tweaking some stuff. I think his guy Patrick works knows Mark Zuckerberg um, he took our lead cost from like 10 pounds to like 2 pounds um, but he they suggested doing a VSL I was like it won't fucking work because I know it won't work yeah. and that's um, again like experience of saying this is my industry but that's your niche it's like yeah. you know how to get it to work but this won't work in this vehicle if that makes sense yeah exactly and one thing that you just said there was people trying things that worked two or three years ago do you think you see a lot of people and some of the newer mentors maybe teaching things that potentially used to work, but because they've not got a fitness business like you that's working currently, would you say you see them teaching things that are maybe a little bit outdated compared to some of the strategies what you teach? Uh, 100%. Like, I would say one of the worst strategies, for example, I've seen is people doing free challenges and free cha like free five-day challenges, free challenges on paid ads. I'm like... If you think about this logically, by like, the way, did, did it work? <laughs> um, not really. <laughs> there you go. I got less clients on the week that I did the free five day challenge with 200 people in it than what I would have got on a normal week just on Instagram posting, you know, messaging people because everyone who would have probably joined the program did the challenge. And then I was like, yes, you know, I've got 200 people in this challenge. It's going to be such a good week. And we got like one client off it or something. And, uh, I know that because I've tried all this shit, <laughs> yeah. right? So like, and that's why like I see people pushing that. And I think one of the big things is understanding human behavior because if you're, if you're trying to target people with money, like I would use myself and, and you use an example. If we, if we weren't fitness trainers and um, we wanted to get in shape, I wouldn't go and join a free challenge. I would just pay someone to help me. Yeah. Like who's the best person who can solve this problem? Like who, not how? Adam's the man, like, let's jump on a call. How can you help me? Cool, let's do it. Yeah, like, exactly, because you value your time, you value your resources, so you're not going to waste even five days on a free challenge when you can just pay and get everything fast-tracked. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the problem I see with that is that sometimes people are lured into, like, it sounds like a good idea, but often the things that sound sexy are a terrible idea, and the things that are, like pretty boring and monotonous like what I said to you in Vice yeah, yeah. it's like not changing anything it's just, just, just like improve the fucking system yeah, like yeah. and it's the same for our businesses like and I've said this numerous times I have like a, a sticky note on my computer screen that says like get aggressive with the detail because I always want to do more different shit and it's like I don't need more yeah. like different strategies I just need to do better with what we have and more volume of it right yeah yeah because better is a form of leverage which is something I learned on a YouTube video like mm. a couple of weeks ago and I was like well, that makes so much sense because if you do everything better you have more leverage anyway so um, and an example of that is training your team and yeah. you learning the skills of how to take your skills and pass it to someone else which I haven't found naturally is an easy thing because I'm a bit Same. of a lone wolf. Like I want to fucking do everything. Yeah. It's now I'm like, I actually said to Aiden, who like is like CEO and runs most of the stuff, I've been like, particular fitness business is like, pretend I'm not here, I'm like a consultant. Like literally I'll just like, ask me a question, I'll give you the answer. Ask me a question, I'll give you the answer. I'll just tell you what to do. Yeah. I, I'm not allowed to get involved because otherwise I like want to do the whole thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's another good thing that I liked about you is you've built a business and you've pulled yourself out of it and you spend, you know, what is, how, how long would you say you spend on a fitness business per, per week now? Uh, hour or two maybe. Okay, so I think it's exactly like what you spoke about is uh, it made me laugh in the other day. Like ask them, if you're going to hire a mentor, ask them about their fitness business. Did, did they sell it or did they show it down in your words because it was shit? And, and um, I think that's definitely a key question for anyone who's looking for a mentor is what happened to, to your fitness business. And the goal for anyone who has a business, I actually think about this more now that um, with experience, hence why I didn't put my name in the name of seven figure scaling systems, 
is what do you do at the end of it or what do you do like if your name like a fitness business is called like CJ Coaching Charlie Johnson Fitness yeah. I thought about rebranding it um, but how like I've managed we do okay without with my name still on it yeah. um, but like start with the end in mind to some degree of like what is it you want from the business I think not enough people think far enough down the horizon with that and I'll give a good example actually so um, I won't say what business it is but a friend of mine has a really big software business um, they're doing a couple of million dollars a month he wants to get investment um, venture capital um, and I asked him okay cool so where's I don't work in the industry but I understand the basics where's the business registered for like business right like tax and stuff and he's like oh in Dubai it's like okay you need to move that to the US because a venture capital company is much more likely to buy a business in the US than in Dubai yeah um, and that one thing could make him fucking 50 million because I was just like yeah you just need to do that that could be the difference between selling it and not selling it later down the line mm. and I think um, that's the importance of having the right direction or also the right network and environment of people around you 100% and I think one thing just to go back on what you said about sort of training Aidan and having your team I think for me that was one skill that I really struggled with as well is because like you sat on a zoom call you know you're trying to teach people stuff and it, it didn't come naturally to me but I think for you to get to that next level you have to have people that are skilled and the only way that you can do that is just spend time in, and invest into them training them uh, 100% I would actually say one of the things I found has made the biggest difference for us is doing live events and getting all of our staff to fly there and spending time together yeah. it obviously costs quite a lot but um the impact of that and like people being closer and like getting not, not the people don't get on but like yeah seeing actually having like personal relationships as well makes a big difference yeah yeah um, like I, i'm not gonna lie in an ideal scenario i actually said to someone a minute ago i'd be like if i could have everyone in an office in dubai i would do yeah, because I think you get way more out of them. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there as well. And that's probably one difficulty with the online stuff is you can't keep your eye on what everyone's doing all the time. But I think if you trust your team, and that's a big one, I think that with my team now, I trust everyone who's on my team. Whereas in the past, you you know, you know yourself, you look in Instagram DMs and there's one message sent, and then you know, 20 minutes later, there's another, and it's like, what's been going on for the last 20 minutes? Whereas now, I just feel like I've got to that place with training them and you know, getting rid of some people and bringing in some newer people to that are are more trustworthy then that kind of runs much better when you trust your team I think especially with the online setting I think it also one of the best moments of my business career um, it's fucking gay um, <laughs> is uh, when last summer I went to the Maldives for four days and I didn't have my phone yeah, and I was like, it's the fucking weirdest thing in the world. So it's like, since I've been like an like entrepreneur, yeah, I've been like fucking not like on it all the time or whatever. For the first time, just to be like, this is fucking weird. It's just like sit on a beach and it's like, no one's fucking contacting me, no yeah. nothing. And yeah. uh, I was slightly paranoid about like the world coming to an end. Um, and then when I came back and everything continued without me, I was like. I fucking did it. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because we're going on holiday to the Maldives in yeah. like 10 days uh, for a week and I'm thinking like first few days I'll turn my phone on and then maybe try and turn it off for a couple of days. So I think it's one thing that we first spoke about on our very first call was like getting it to a place where you can have the days off because it's, you know, it's all right building this big business, but if you can't ever switch off from it, because like, you know, we, me and Ali work you know, seven days a week, even if it's just a few hours on a weekend, we're still always working. We never switch off and you probably be the same. Yeah. And having that thought of going to the Maldives and even it's given me anxiety to think about it, but I think we've got to a place now because what I've learned from you that we can do that. And like you say, the world's not going to come to an end. And it'll, I think, I feel like that will just refresh everything and then it gives you the, the energy to just go again. And, and keep pushing I think uh, I've got some stuff for you to do after that that's fucking sick because um, I, I actually did, I did it again this year in February um, and I was talking with going actually again in the next couple of weeks but I've got too much shit I need to do um, that's probably a limiting belief but um, <laughs> in in February and again I went away no phone for like four days I think I read like fucking six books in like four days or something retarded yeah. um, and then I actually came back and probably made more money than I'd ever made in a week before I was like I've fucking done anything yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where I don't know like crypto had gone up I had had some money come in from some investment properties and stuff and I was like that's interesting yeah. and then you suddenly you know what I said to you we said earlier in the podcast like um, rich people think they don't work like that's when you suddenly understand it's like it's a game of moving the chess pieces on the chessboard once you've got the machine put together yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And it does take time. And I think you do have to go through a period of working every day. You eat shit. You know, so. yeah, yeah. Three years, whatever it is. I think three years ago, I, no, two and a half years ago, we started the online business, I think. Maybe two and a half, three anyway. And I've not really had a day off. We've been on holiday, but every day I've worked. And I think this is the first time where the business is in a place where I'm like, I can actually turn Breathe. my phone off and just enjoy a few days. And I think that's that's big because you just resent the business. Otherwise, if you just working every single day and you what's the point in having money if you can't enjoy it <laughs> what would you say is the biggest limiting belief you've had broken say since working with us i think that's quite an easy one i think it was just how much people will pay for a fitness program because okay. i think we um when we first spoke you're like well when we take it back to when we first spoke at yeah. your mastermind in, yeah. in february and uh, i didn't join the program till april but we spoke about pricing in february and you were like you're just undercharging for what you're doing and we probably were because we were getting good results we were changing people's lives and we weren't charging enough for it so the little pricing tweak that we spoke about at first that was a belief breaker because I never thought people were, we were charging 197 per month for coaching at the time and you was just like you know you need to charge I think your closing rate was like retardedly high yeah as well, it was it? literally closing like 80-90% yeah. at, that, at that price and we'd swap the pricing from 197 to 250 because you literally stood me at the front and said you need to do this <laughs> and I was like well I've come to this event if I don't take action on what you told me then it's a waste of my time coming to the event so I just listened to it implemented it straight away by uh, six weeks later when we spoke about joining in the mastermind i was already making like five grand a month extra from you telling me that one thing and that paid for the mastermind anyway and 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 more so uh, back to your question in in, in the belief breaking it was you know i broke the belief that we could charge more than 197 <laughs> per month and then uh, you know then i did like a six month up front uh, for like 1500 pounds um the first time i did that i was like whoa if i can i can't believe this if someone's you know our average stay for client is like seven months it's like someone's just paid for six months up front and then since then you know i've sold uh, 12 month packages on linkedin for like 5k and you know i was charged 197 before and thinking people won't pay more and then when you like get 5k in one go for someone who wants to work with you for the year you just think but but the thing is as well that you can help them more they're more invested if they pay 5k they want to fix this problem and like this guy lost like 25 pounds in his first month working with us because he was just all in on it and i think yeah the well the biggest belief that i broke is how much people will pay for a fitness program and you know if you want someone to get in shape and they've got four five six stone to lose you probably you know monthly's not going to work for them because they'll get so far and they'll give in whereas if they commit for 12 months you know you need at least that to help them anyway so it's better to you know give them the actual pro product that will fix the issue that they've got um, and let them buy that rather than just buy monthly coaching which they may not be as committed anyway with i couldn't say that myself and um you want to sell the solution and like the problem is that most people are taught to sell monthly 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 if someone's been fat for 20 years psychologically their commitment's monthly right whereas yeah. if they're literally like draw a line in the sand you read the fucking in or you're out adam like you're gonna lose the 20 kilos or not like do you want to yeah. do this for 12 months or you don't yeah like do you want to be the new version of you or do you not like mm -hmm. um that's a big mental thing right and it's the same thing for me when you put money down on something and it's enough you're like, like that's a bit you're like, you like take action yeah well i'll give an example <laughs> um I bought two properties at the end of August, start of September. So that, that three weeks where I was like worked every day, I was like, fuck, I need to make some money back. So I was yeah. like, fucking like on it. Yeah, Cause I was yeah. like, I suddenly had a bit of pressure again. And I think, um, more of that story as well for people is that you should always have a bit of pressure on you. Cause that's good. Um, not to the point where I've got other friends who are really successful who literally keep their money in the bank account. But like, I personally find if I have, a certain amount I get a bit comfortable I'm like well this is this is okay yeah. um, where I actually think it's important you put pressure on yourself because that like is what helps you get to the next level yeah 100% and I think exactly same for me is if I've got a bit of pressure on me and I know like things are not going very well or you know I feel like things could be I could be doing better I'll work you know, I'll work hard and I'll work all day. If I'm comfortable and I'm in a good place and I feel like, oh, you know, if I take my foot off the gas a bit, then you know, I'll just literally just chill out all day and think, what are you doing? So I think definitely agree with that. I, uh, I don't know what you said that chill out. It reminded me before I started the mastermind my fitness business, I was almost like semi-retired. I'd take off like <laughs> three afternoons a week because I didn't like... Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't like, a lot of it was automated, not automated, but it was like delegated off. So I was like, yeah, yeah. almost a little bit lost. At, not lost, but like... Yeah, you had the time. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. almost like how you felt when you give away the coaching and everything else. You're like, 
what the fuck do I do with all this time now, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll actually say one of the big mistakes then people don't understand is like, what do you fill that time with which is valuable, which is then the next conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a big thing is it's all right getting the time back, but if you just spend that time sat on the sofa watching YouTube, it's not going to make you any more money. If, if your goal is to, to make more money, then I think you need to definitely make sure that you're learning the right skills to get to the next level. And I think that's where a program comes in you know like yours comes in yeah. handy because you can say look this is where you're at now this is what you need to learn this one or two things and that'll get you to the next level and i think if you don't spend the extra time that you've got doing that and you don't have the right person to to even tell you that or show you and open your eyes to that then you'll stay stuck at the same level you have a nice life you can chill out you can relax but i think for most people who are hungry that's only nice for so long and you'll then, be unfulfilled though i think don't yeah you? exactly it's, it's all right you know for a few weeks or whatever but soon enough you you're going to get pretty bored and uh, for me anyway i start thinking about all sorts and thinking really deep thoughts and then i just get fed up so it's better for me to just have something to to work on all day i think um what happens at that point though as well as you get frustrated because you almost get frustrated with yourself because you know you're not really pushing yourself the way you're capable of and you're just coasting and I think this is the harsh reality for any coach listening to us the reason most coaches get stuck between 10 to 20k a month is they get comfortable when they coast Yeah, like oh I can afford a nice lifestyle I can chill out I can work three days a week and I've actually spoken to people before and be like yeah you're not a good fit to work with us because you just you just don't want it like, yeah you're not hungry yeah and it's like that's cool you want to be at I literally I spoke to someone who's been on another mastermind for six years at the same revenue of 10k a month I was like so you started like the same time I did yeah and you're still at the same point you were then it's like what's the point of this almost yeah and that's what I like about the seven figure scaling systems is everyone in there is hungry it's the environment there's not many people in there who just want to coast everyone wants to push and help each other and and just keep pushing for the next level and i think that's the community that if you do want to get to the next level you need to be around a community like that you don't want to be around people who are just coasting because then you'll coast or you don't want to be around people where you're doing the best because if you're doing the best you think you're doing really well when you need to cover into environment when you're you know not doing the best and then you you'll push again and get to the next level it's a big fish, small pond syndrome, right? And it's yeah. like you want to be like the small fish in the big pond because then you can grow and you're like, holy fucking shit, this is what people are doing. Yeah, because you realise what's actually possible because, you know, where I'm from in Leeds, doing 10K a month is, you know... Wild, yeah. Yeah, there's probably not any online coaches doing that, but you come here, 10K a month, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not that much when you look around and people are doing like way, way more than that. I, uh, it's funny you said it just reminded me I remember when I was uh, an estate agent we rented a house I think it was like seven grand a month and the guy was making 20k a month and I was like fuck me I, was like, I can't imagine making 20 grand a month yeah, yeah. and I was like and now I, not that there's anything wrong with that but like yeah. um, that f like it just blows your perspective in terms of like how you used to think based upon what you're exposed to to where you are now yeah um which i also think helps you being in dubai as well because you're exposed to that even more so 100 percent. that's i think one thing about dubai is no matter how well you do there's always <laughs> someone doing way better <laughs> you've had a good month and then someone just drives by in like a half a million pound euros or whatever and you're just like oh okay yeah yeah so uh, <laughs> I, I get reminded every day when i drive into my like uh, uh car park in my apartment block there's a uh, like a bugatti they're on there that's like 1.5 mil and i'm like someone's yeah. dropped that in a car I'm like fair play yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's the part of the fun for business for me is like I enjoy the building part and I enjoy the part of like building other pieces of businesses because like like you said to you the pricing you can say one thing and it fucking changes everything yeah um, and that's where I get huge fulfillment because it's, it's super cool when you can have that impact yeah 100% I think um, I definitely agree with that in terms of well environment as well just being being well I think environment is probably the biggest thing that will dictate your success and being around people like that i would say or being in a place like dubai if you're an online trainer and you can have the freedom to come here if you do want to grow like there's nowhere better for you to be i would say uh i would also say that and the tax advantage of being here gives you a strategic advantage you can outspend everyone yeah so like when you actually look about growing a business it's about who can uh, once you go above 20 30k a month is who can spend the most to get the customer if you're not paying tax, you can spend more than anyone else. Yeah. I've got a question for you, actually. Would would you stay in Dubai now if you had to pay the same tax as the UK? 
if the you know say, say the whole world you had to pay the exact same <sighs> same crazy. same tax um, would you stay here now because of the environment and because of the lifestyle here even if uh, the, the yes the i think so yeah same for me I, I probably wouldn't have moved initially yeah same um but I'm a logical, th that's a really fucking good question. No one's ever asked me that. Um, I'm a real logical thinker and um, I just couldn't not do it. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be happy here anyway because I like sunshine, I like yeah. lifestyle, but um, exactly. if it was the same and I was in the UK and then had to make a decision, I think it would probably have put me off of it. Yeah. But I think in hindsight, I'd been happier here anyway. Because the tax saving was attractive for you to move here uh, as one thing yeah. and the lifestyle and everything else. Mm. But now you're here and you realise how different Enough. and like what the environment is and you know the service and just how much more motivated you are. I think even if the tax was the same or maybe slightly more, I'd probably just stay here because I'd probably make more because I'd be more inspired anyway. Mm. And I think one of the big things what I realised about Dubai, not just the, the tax, but like just the sun... It, you know, that's the thing that gives yeah, life yeah. to everyone and I think when I first moved here I had issues with my bank account like they lost my bank card and like, the bank was like 45 minutes in a taxi away and I was like stressed because I'd just moved there I had so much to do spent like two hours in the bank trying to get my card no closer to get my card come outside it's sunny I was like oh it's not that bad actually Cause, you know the sun yeah, just yeah. makes you feel good so I'd definitely say as well 100% um, if there was anyone who was sitting on the fence about asking for help for joining mentorship whether it was with us or someone else what would you say to that person good question i think if someone was sitting on the fence about asking for help i would say look if you want to get to the next level because not, not everybody wants to get to the next level so that's fine if you want to stay where you are but if you want to get to the next level you need somebody to show you how to get there because it's like a fitness client they want to lose weight you know they think they can do it on their own but if they could they'd have already done it so i think they need someone and they need to pick someone first of all, who they resonate with, but secondly, who's done the thing that they want to do. I think that's key, is if you're looking at a mentor who's just teaching you from theory, like what we spoke about before, or someone who's got to 40 clients and filled up their own calendar and you know thinks they're all of a sudden like a business coach, they're not going to get you to the top level. If you want to go right to the top and you want to push and have a massive impact, help hundreds of people um, and build a team and have a business that will run on its own as well, I think you need to look into whoever is going to teach you that and make sure they've they've got that as well. I agree. Very good answer. Um, where can people find out more about you, Adam? Uh, just on Instagram, at Adam Lowe. Nice and simple. I'm only on one platform. Well, I'm on nah. LinkedIn as well now, but you know we're not going diversified on platforms yet, yeah. so it's at Adam Lowe on Instagram. Scale the two. Um, for anyone who's looking to scale your business, uh, if you hit the link below this, you can hit a book in a free call with myself and the team to find out how we can help you. We've also got a huge event happening 10th and 11th of Dubai in um, on the Palm, which is going to be our mastermind event. Two days teaching in person, so you can get a ticket for that. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, which I've really enjoyed the conversation with Adam, I see he's smiling, he's enjoyed it as well. Yep. Um, make sure you share this with a friend who needs some motivation and inspiration of how to get to the fucking next level, like how Adam has. Um, subscribe, and we'll see you next episode soon. Thank you, dude. That's Thanks. it. Thanks, Thanks mate. Thanks.